0: How good do you need to look for your next online meeting? This is Mac Voices. This edition of Mac Voices is supported by Clear. Get to the front of the line faster, safer, touchless. Get two months of Clear free at clearme.com slash macvoices. Welcome to Mac Voices. This is the talk of the Apple community, and I'm Chuck Joyner. Folks, our guest today is Jeff Carlson, who seems to be making a new career out of writing about webcams and the quality of webcams and all the different configurations that you can do, so that you can look your very best in your next Zoom meeting, Skype meeting, Teams meeting. Um, you know, what else do we have, Jeff? You know, pick your meeting service and you just want to look
1: your best, right? Yeah, exactly. Totally. Yeah. yeah, so um, it, it's it's kind of interesting. I've I've fallen into this. So um, the the source of all this, there's a company called Reincubate, and um, they we've mentioned them on Mac Voices before, uh, and they make a product called Camo, which lets you use your iPhone as a webcam, and it was of course especially timely last year when suddenly everybody was working remotely, um, and so they asked me to you know write some articles talking about uh you know how to look your best on a video call how to you know set up lighting and um and then that sort of rolled into I think I've written three or four articles for them now and um what's been nice about this is uh you know yes part of the intention is to show their product and how well it compares and all of that but to their credit they were very they're very focused on you know let's not just do some marketing stuff let's throw out a lot of really good information and so um, we th- I think the last time you and I talked we talked about webcams in, in general like standalone webcams and how they're really disappointing on a whole number of levels and I wrote this big long article uh, sort of comparing a bunch of different models and explaining. You know, the, the shortcomings and the technology and, and all of that. And so they came back to me and they're like, that's, that, that's great. What we'd really like is something that talks about using a DSLR or a mirrorless camera as your webcam. Because obviously, I mean, let's break this down real quick. Um, you know, you have a few different ways that you can use a webcam for these kinds of calls. Um, if you have a laptop, you probably have a camera built into the lid, and in general, it's probably terrible. Um, or you can use a, like a standalone webcam, and those are nice because they really just plug in, and you don't have to mess with them. Like you just say, "I want to use this this webcam." It's hanging at the top of your 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 monitor or your laptop, and. You know, it's, it's super simple, but the quality can be really iffy. And sometimes you have to really tweak them to get really good results. Um, another option is to use an iPhone because it's got a really good camera in it. And you use a software like Camo that enables you to say, I want to use my iPhone camera as my webcam. But then there's like this other level which is using either a DSLR or a mirrorless camera, a you know, quote unquote real or traditional camera. And I say it's at another level because you can get much better results, much better images, much better color, depth of field, like a whole bunch of things we can talk about. <clears throat> Excuse me. And you know, that's that's sort of the answer if you are in a position where you need to look good, right? I mean, I'm sure a lot of us have done a lot of Zoom meetings and things and we're in our pajamas or a hoodie sweatshirt or, you know, whatever. And, you know, what's really kind of nice about all this, you know, finding silver linings in a a year of working from home and pandemic and all that, uh, I think, you know, the expectation has gone down. So if you do show up, in your pajamas or your, you know, unicorn T-shirt or whatever, the people you work with, like, it's not going to be a big deal because that's kind of what everybody is doing. But every once in a while, like, you need to look better. Maybe you are an instructor. Maybe you are, um, you know, raising money for something, either like a nonprofit or, uh, you know, raising venture capital, that sort of thing. Uh, maybe you're going to be on TV you want to have a better you just want to look good basically uh, and so that's that's the idea of of going up to a DSLR well that sounds great you're like hey i've already got this camera that i take with me on vacation or maybe i have like an older DSLR that's in my closet that i just don't use anymore but it's been a hassle. I don't want to have to try to sell it, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Well, I can just plug that into my my computer and use that. That's that. That sounds like a great idea. Well, there are a whole lot of different bits and pieces on you know how to make that work and how to connect it and what lenses to use. And so basically, this this new article that's on the Reincubate site um, is a. Big long explanation of okay, you want to do this? Here's what you need, and here's what I found in testing a couple of different models and comparing it to. <laughs> Let me just hit my microphone here a few times, and and, and comparing it to an iPhone um, running Camo in a couple of different models, because you know you may say, yeah, I want the absolute best image that I can, but. If you have to spend, you know, 45 minutes setting it up each time, maybe you don't have a dedicated space in your house for this, um, then, you know, it can be problematic. So that's what all this was about. It was, it was a fascinating project because it, it seems like it should be easier. I think a lot, you know, with a lot of technology, everything seems like it should be easier. And then you start digging into it and you're like, oh, well uh i I have this great camera, except it keeps turning off after i've been in two meetings. Well, maybe it's overheating, you know maybe the battery doesn't last very long um you know x y z all these different things so that's that's where this came about okay so let's let's
0: run through <laughs> some things here um first of all i i'm I'm a huge fan of camo and and what reincubate has done. Um, because they they are as far as I'm concerned, and there are other solutions out there, and they're just fine. But mm-hmm. uh, Camo represents the gold standard, I think, for what they are trying to accomplish, and that is to basically use an iPhone um, as your webcam. Mm-hmm. So th- that and and I also really respect them because you know they they are not comparing it to the low end that we talked about originally. They're starting to compare it now to the much higher end and say, okay, if you need this. Here's what Jeff found, but, you know, you can get almost there with using the software in your iPhone. Yeah. Um, yeah. At this point, I think it may be important to for us to say what we are using now since folks are looking at us. Um, so I am using a DSLR. I'm using a Lumix um, uh, DSLR as my webcam uh, through um, through one of the uh, – I'm sorry, I can't say it, the Elgato um, plugs the, that turns the, the – age- the Cam Link, thank you, yes, yes. That, that turns your HDMI into something that um, the, uh, the iMac can digest. Mm-hmm. And just for the record, too, I'm using a Rode um, Procaster as my microphone. Jeff, I'm not sure what you're using. I think I see, um, I, 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 well, I'll let you tell me what your mic and, and, and your camera are.
1: Okay so so my microphone, which I, I put right here to make it sound good and because I gesture wildly I keep hitting it so my apologies. Um, this is a, a, a blue uh, a, a blue Yeti microphone that I got for podcasting ages ago um, When I record my podcast um, I, I use a different microphone, but it's in a different office and so I was like, all right well I will just repurpose something in in this, converted guest room space um, which is like the studio um, and so so that's what I have for audio uh, that's running into my uh, MacBook Pro and then for a camera I have my Fujifilm Xt3 which is just the camera that I use for shooting everything and um, I have connected to it an 18 to 135 millimeter lens uh, that is currently set at about f4 um, in terms of the aperture, and we can talk about why that's important uh, soon. Um, And uh, I also have the camera, you can buy an optional uh, battery grip for it. And I bought this um, a a while ago because it also lets you shoot uh, in portrait, uh, orientation a lot easier. So if you're doing um, you know, like a portrait session or uh, event photography, it's it's nice to hold it this way instead of sort of you know angling your your hand like so. Uh, but but another benefit of this this um, contraption is that it holds two batteries, so uh, I have three batteries available to me. But more important for this purpose, it also has an AC adapter, so. Um, You know, there have been times when I've set up my camera, and I've done a presentation. And fortunately, when this happened, it was like right at the end, like the camera just started cutting out. Well, it's because it ran out of batteries. And so now I'm just, you know, plugged directly into power, and I don't have to worry about whether or not the power is going to run out.
0: And, and thank you for thank you for making that point because I neglected to answer or to say that that that's something too that because this is my dedicated webcam this is what I record all the Mac voices with I don't honestly mm-hmm. I don't think I've ever shot a still picture with it that's crazy but it's <laughs> it, it just that's just the way it's worked out but I too have one of the uh, the the uh, AC adapters so that it doesn't run out of battery in the middle where I don't forget to charge it or something. Cause that's a, that's yeah. really annoying when that happens. I think it happened yeah, once, it... once to me. And that's like,
1: that's it. I'm buying the adapter. Never want to have this happen again. Totally. Totally. Well, and especially, I mean, th- so this plays into a couple of things that I get into in the article, which is, um, you know, a, uh, you need power because, you know, uh, Pretty much all of these uh, digital cameras, they're designed to just run off batteries and, and, you know, you take them out and you turn it on, you shoot a few shots and you turn it off. Or maybe you shoot some video and then turn it off. And so, you know, having a battery will last you, you know, 400, 500, 600 shots, depending on how you're using it. And that's that's fine. But they aren't necessarily designed or primarily designed um, as just a, a static, always on video source, um, and that's when you you run into issues like like we're talking about now. Now, not every camera has an optional battery grip, and honestly, this battery grip I think was I want to say maybe three hundred dollars. So it was worth it for you know some photographic work that I do, but I don't know that I would spend an extra three hundred dollars just to uh, you know have this propped up as a webcam if I wanted to do that. And so another thing that you can look into are basically dummy batteries. And it's it's a battery that fits into the slot of your camera, but then has an AC uh, power cord coming out of it. And so the the camera thinks that it has a regular battery. It's just being fed from something else. And what's also nice about that is um, in many cases, you avoid the the... Uh, the heat problem because as you're recording and you're using the battery, you know, the battery is going to warm up because it's, it's expending energy to power the camera. Well, that's going to expend heat and can lead to overheating a camera. Well, in some cases, if you have one of these dummy batteries, that's not really a case because you don't have all that, that battery material. It's basically like just a, you know, plastic shell with some contacts that transfers the power through. And and those can be, I mean, if you want to get a really good one, um, it can cost you $150, and that's the type of thing where, um, you know, if you're using it to shoot studio video, that kind of stuff, um, sort of more on, on a high level. Um, I think more commonly, they're like maybe in the $30, 20 30 $40 dollar range. Um, and, and the one thing I will say is make sure you do some research on it, though, because you know, as with Amazon and all of a bunch of other places, there are cheap versions out there, and you're like, "Hey, I got this for twelve bucks," and then it's not made very well or doesn't have good components, and suddenly you've fried your six hundred dollar, twelve hundred dollar camera. So you got to be wary of that. Today's edition of Mac Voices is supported by Clear.
0: Get to the front of the line faster, safer, and touchless with Clear. You know what's amazing about CLEAR? It creates a frictionless experience at the airport and other places. That makes travel easier, and when it comes to travel, easier is always better. With CLEAR, all you need to get through the airport security line is your face and your eyes. CLEAR works that way, the same way, at airports, stadiums, and more. Enrolling is fast and easy. Get started online and finish at the airport with the help of a friendly CLEAR ambassador. No appointment necessary. And once finished, you can use Clear right away to get to the front of the line. And now you can share Clear with family and friends by adding up to three people to your account for only $50 per person per year. And kids under 18 can tag along for free. In a couple weeks, I'll be headed back to the airport for the first time in almost 18 months. I'm looking forward to the trip, and I'm looking even more forward to getting to the head of the line faster with Clear. Clear is the absolute best way to help you get back to what you love. They have locations in over 35 airports across the country, making it easier, safer, and faster to reunite with loved ones or take that much-needed vacation. And it works great with PreCheck, too. And right now, for a limited time, you can get your first two months of Clear for free. Go to clearme.com slash macvoices and use the code macvoices. That's clear, clear me macvoices, and the code macvoices for your first two months of Clear for free. Clearme.com/slash Mac Voices and the code Mac Voices. Sign up now and plan your next trip. Thanks to Clear for their support of Mac Voices. Yeah, i my rule of thumb on just about anything that, that involves power is I'm gonna buy a name that I know. I'm not going to buy yeah. the no-name thing. Um as as we move do this transition to USB C, I mean that's especially important. Like you say with the camera, I, I mean I don't want to be plugging something cheap into any of my really good hardware because it, it'll just it. I feel like it might cost me more money than I saved by a yeah. multiple of ten or fifteen. <laughs> so
1: yeah, yeah. It, it it only takes once. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. So and, and now this also brings up another another question um, that I go into a lot. And it's the question of setup, because obviously, you know, we're we're, we're thinking about image. Right. And, you know, if, if I look at my image here on my screen, um, you know, I have I, I have some external LED lights set up. Um, I've got you know this this light in the background. I've got the, like you know sort of a nice little studio looking thing. Um, I'm well lit. I have controlled lighting, and the 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 camera is giving me um, probably uh, 1080p output. And you know it 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 looks good. And if looking good is was the only consideration, it'd be really easy to just say do this. So much of this is also dependent upon setup. Um, Now, in your case, because this is your camera that you always use, I imagine that not only have you only uh, taken one or none uh, still photos with it, it probably just stays right where it is 99% of the time, right? Like it's just mounted in front of you in your computer.
0: Right. It, it is um, until re- actually, it's, uh, it's funny you bring that up because until recently, I just had a little mini tripod on my desk, and mm-hmm. then a friend suggested um, this little mini boom arm, arm thing that I just oh. absolutely love because now, uh, well, yeah, folks, you can't see it, but you know, my my camera is right in the middle of my iMac screen. Um, that it's positioned obviously in front of it, but you know, so it's blocking part of the screen. The, oh. the boom, the boom arm, lets me uh, swing that out of the way when I'm not using it, but also then swing it back pretty much into exactly the right position. And that, for for the use case I have, that's perfect. You know, it's and it's. I mean, it's not an expensive thing. It's like twenty bucks, but yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. it 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 solves my problem in a big, big way. So, Jeff makes an excellent point about exactly what is it that you're going to do with this, and how often are you going to do it?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, and also, and also placement. So, um, you know, like, like actually having your camera right in front of your computer, that's, that's brilliant because if you'll notice every once in a while, I'm looking down because I have, so, so I'm right here and then I can actually tilt my, my laptop screen. You can see this is where, where my laptop screen is and I have it set up on a couple of books just to, to raise it up a bit. Um, But if I wanted to position my laptop screen so that I was looking at the screen, but it looked like I was looking at the camera, like you'd probably, you know, see more of the screen and that's that's doesn't really look very good. Um, And so, you know, I'm I'm basically looking at the camera the whole time and occasionally glancing down to make sure that, you know, we're still connected. You're not making funny faces at me. Although you can, that's your prerogative. Absolutely, <laughs> <laughs> um, you know. And so, so it's also this question of, all right, you, do you have space in your in your your setup where you can set up a tripod? So my camera is actually on a tripod, but I want. I'll say it's probably maybe five or six feet away, maybe five oh, feet away. Wow. Okay. Um, you know, so. It's it's also that consideration of, of all right, where is it going to be? And to be honest, I mean, just coming on here with you was a perfect example because I did not have the camera set up. I had been shooting pictures with it the other day. And so I had to come down here before we started, set up the camera, make sure the angle was good, make sure that I was in focus, make sure, um, you know, I have... An iPhone here set up, make sure that was set up, turn on my lights. And so, you know, for me, it wasn't that big of a deal because I tend to not do a lot of video meetings. But if you know your job means that you're on three or four meetings a day, or maybe you're like doing all day stuff, you don't want to have to mess with all that. So yeah, you know, exactly. yet another consideration. There there's so many pros and cons and evaluations of, you know, yeah, I want to look really, really good, but am I going to go crazy every single time because I have to reconnect everything and blah. No,
0: I I definitely don't want to steal your thunder here. And I'm not sure if you're going to talk about this, but since we've been talking about the setup and the position of the camera, um, are you going to, do you cover looking at
1: the camera? Um. No, I don't. Other than, yes, it's good to look at the camera.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Yes, there's professional advice. Look at the camera. Uh, No, I I bring it up because since we're comparing this to camo, the idea that you're using your iPhone, the the image is right there and the camera is right there. So, Mm -hmm. you know, you're going to be looking maybe just... An, an inch or two to the right or left, depending on how you how you set it up, um, of the of the actual camera. I and Jeff and I both are having to look at the camera right there. That's the camera, but my yes. screen is all around it, and Jeff's screen, of course, is down below. So mm-hmm. it takes a little bit of training if you use this kind of setup. To you know, your peripheral vision sort of starts to have to do a little extra duty. Um, so, so yeah, if Jeff were making funny faces at me, I wouldn't know exactly what funny face, but I could tell that he was doing it. See, like <laughs> there. I knew he was doing that. I would never. Yet, nope. Nope. <laughs> no, never. No. But I'm looking right at the camera. So mm-hmm. that may be a, a significant consideration if you become suddenly uncomfortable with the idea. if I, Like for right now, if I want to look at Jeff, I've got to shift my gaze just that much. So and mm-hmm. now you can tell I'm looking at Jeff, but I'm not looking dead square at the camera, and Jeff is now looking down at his computer. He's not looking dead square at the camera. So it's right. a little thing, but you know, if you really want to be, just like if you're in person looking at that person right in the eye, you it's it's one one extra little piece of training you will have to yeah. undergo.
1: Yeah, there's a, there's actually a neat hack for this. Um, it 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 was out of the scope of my article, but um, Uh, there's a thing that you can do where, um, and it's, it's kind of brilliant. So you can get, um, let me reach and grab and hopefully not knock anything off of my desk. (laughs) Um, so I have this, I have this little, um, external monitor that I can plug into my, my camera. And so, you know, if I'm recording a, a tutorial or something like that, I can have that plugged into my camera so that I can see, I can see myself, right? Um, and, and that sometimes helps. Actually, it probably would have helped a little bit today, but that's here nor there. Um, well, and I, I want to say this cost Maybe a hundred dollars um that they're absolutely you know better, bigger, expensive ones, but um you know just something kind of basic. Um, now, if you have a teleprompter, so you know a a teleprompter setup, so your your camera is is behind an angled sheet of glass, and normally what you would do is um the camera shoots through the glass and then you would have like an iPad or something. Uh, Below and the image is flipped so that if you want if you need to read from a script or look at notes that shows up on this on on the sheet of glass. But um, because it's mirrored in in such a way, you know, the the camera doesn't see that it just sees you. And so you're you're looking at the camera. Well, there's a thing you can do, which is you you take one of these monitors and you put it in your um, teleprompter setup. And set the monitor to just show what's on your computer screen. And so when you do that, then you are literally looking at all of your participants in your meeting and they just see you. So, you know, the, the camera is just shooting right through them, but you're, you know, getting direct eye contact because you are looking at the camera every time. Um, you know, I, again, like what I just said is, is, you know, four levels of complexity above even what we're talking about today. But if it's something where you are always on meetings and, you know, you you hate it when people are looking down or they're looking off to the side and, and you don't want to project that, like you want to say, no, look, I'm engaged, I'm listening to you. Then, um, you know, especially in, you know, circumstances where you're talking to somebody important or you're raising money or you're, you know, trying to convince people to, um, you know, give to your educational foundation or whatever. That little difference can make a lot of that little difference in how you have it set up can make a big difference in how people see you.
0: Agreed. And since... I feel like that's a completely legitimate uh, uh, description, Jeff, because if we're sitting here talking about using a DSLR as your webcam, um, you know, yeah, you are probably shooting for something above the norm. The guy that, you know, is just flipping open his laptop lid and attending um, a Zoom meeting. So, yeah, Yeah. I I, I, frankly, I'd never heard that hack, but it makes perfect sense. And now it's one more thing I need to try. It's really cool
1: and clever. Um, yeah. (laughs) Okay. Now you have to like redo your entire setup. (laughs) Yeah. Jeff, Jeff's giving me homework now, which is
0: not the reason I want him on the show.
1: (laughs) I know, I know, I know. It's, it's either, it's either go do this or go buy this. That's, that's the kind of homework that I, that I end up doing. Um, going back to, to connections, you mentioned that you have an Elgato cam link that's, that's connecting your camera to the computer. And, um, that is probably the best and easiest way to connect your camera. Um, but again, once the pandemic hit and suddenly everybody was, was working from home, um, all or most of the big camera manufacturers realized, hey, uh, we can make little utilities so that you can just plug your camera into your computer via USB and just have a free software uh, solution for that. So like like Fuji has a, a, I want to say Fuji X web, that's the wrong name. But anyway, um, Fuji X webcam, I think it's called. There's a, you know, a free Canon utility. Nikon has theirs. Uh, Sony has theirs. Um, and that was also something that I tested because obviously that's the easiest thing. You know, you have a USB cable, you can plug it into your camera. And in theory, it just works. Well. I ran into a bunch of different issues. The The Fuji one was surprisingly uh, really poor in terms of um, m- my connection and the, the image quality. Um, Canon's worked pretty well. Some of them are even still in beta. And so it's one of those things where, yeah, you could probably get it to work, especially if you just have nothing else, uh, but getting some sort of little hardware adapter, they're called capture cards, um, does make a big difference, and actually, and to my surprise, let's see if I have it here uh, yeah, so um again, at the beginning of the pandemic, when everybody uh suddenly needed to be online, uh you could not buy an Elgato cam link for anything like they were sold out everywhere. if you could find them, they were twice as expensive, so I think it it goes for like I want to say $129 maybe is 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 the regular or maybe even $99 and um I was seeing them for you know $350 if you could get a hold of one. And so there're a whole bunch of other little ones that um that popped up. You know, this is USB 3.0 video capture HDMI 4K. Um I you know, it, it's from some unknown Chinese company. There are like 10 companies that make this exact box. Um, and I think this was like maybe 50 or $60. You can get little itty bitty tiny HDMI video capture cards that are, uh, you know, even down to $20. And to my surprise, even though this is like, like a 4k capture card, um, this one is just like the small one. It's just 1080p. Um, the internal components make a big difference too. So I used these when I didn't have anything else. And then I finally got a cam link you know, um, a few months ago when, I, when they were back in stock. And I was surprised at how much better the cam link performed in terms of getting a clean signal and good light quality and good um, you know, resolution. So that's another thing to look out for.
0: So So are you saying, Jeff, the the shocking revelation that you get what you pay for?
1: I believe that is what I'm saying, yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I, it's, I, I mean it's it, it's kind of funny because you know some some Chinese knockoff things are like the exact same uh, you know, components. They're just you know branded in a generic way or whatever. Um, and so I wasn't expecting a huge difference um but and I don't know enough about the internal electronics but the 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 cam link um which i can't show you because it's it's plugged in um it's just like this little pass through dongle but um the the images that I got and the video that I got was noticeably better um I should also point out when you go take a look at this this article um there are a bunch of sample photos and sample videos, and you know yet more pictures of me, uh, that I'm sure my mom loves, <laughs> but I don't know if everybody else is. Um, uh, and I, I, I did manage to, to, uh, uh, convince my wife to pose for a few pictures and a friend of mine in Portland helped me with a video issue. And so it's not entirely me, which is good, but, um, it's, uh, Uh, that you'll be able to go and and see all these comparisons that I made and and be able to notice, like, for example, um, you know, depth of field, okay? Like, um, you know, another advantage to using uh, a DSLR or a mirrorless camera is you have – a a choice of lenses and the lenses, you can have lenses that are of, you know, very wide open apertures. And when you have a wide open aperture of like, say F 1.4, you get a very shallow depth of field. So like I could be in focus and everything behind me could be really soft and blurry with, uh, you know, a, a laptop webcam or most of the standalone webcams, or especially an iPhone, you just can't do that because like the sensors are so small and, there's just not much space between the sensor and the lens. And so you like the idea behind an iPhone camera is it's going to try to get everything in focus. And just because of the physics of it, that's probably what's going to happen. Well, if you look at my image here, there's, there's not a whole lot of separation. Like I said, I'm, I'm set at about F F4 point, uh, 4.0, I think 4.2, maybe. Um, but you can see, like, the, the bookshelf behind me, like, that old camera at the top is is, is just a little bit out of focus. The, the, the book titles are a little bit out of focus. Um, and when, when our eyes see that in pictures, we register that as a, a more professional look because you have more depth to the image. Well, I'm sure you've seen, you know, Zoom has a blur background feature, Um, and it'll, I mean, it looks like someone poured water on the background. It's so blurry and so overdone. And so then you have to think like, like, you know, do I want to look like I've just used the zoom option because it's super obvious or do I want to use a DSLR and a decent lens that will give me some of that separation without, um, you know, with it looking natural, rather than super artificial. This is the part where you can tell that Jeff is a photographer and I'm not, because
0: he can tell <laughs> you what his f-stop is. I have no clue. When I con- <laughs> when I connected the camera, I set it up, I, I, I played with it a little bit with the lens that was on it. I found something I liked and I stuck with it. And it's, Perfect. It's, it's one of those things that I wanna go back and say, let's try this lens and do that. And I just never get around to it yeah. because this serves me so well. But same thing, Jeff, I, I would think that the, the viewers can see my background is just a little bit blurry. It's not terribly mm-hmm. sharp. It's also not overdone. But I, I would like to think you're going to have a hard time reading anything that I might have up on a screen in back of me, all that top right. secret confidential information that I, I right. usually have <laughs> behind me. Um, so, yeah, that and that is one ad, one advantage that you know if you have a whiteboard or something behind you, um, you know. I'm not saying that folks couldn't maybe decipher it at some point but it's going to be a lot more difficult for the casual user to do so.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, and you know, let's let's consider context too. Um, you know, but part of the reason for doing this and you know, in photography part of the reason to have like a blurry background is it's not because you're trying to hide everything behind you i mean obviously you could you could just put up a cam a, a curtain or something behind you that would be fine um but the idea is you want um well s- sort of two things are going on one um because it's more of a a a photographic or cinema look I think when we see a scene where the the background is a little bit blurry it just like it looks higher quality it looks more deliberate but the the second thing about it is it puts the the focus on like like your your visual focus on what's in focus so you know like again let's assume that i'm here to pitch you because i i really want you to invest in my company or i really want you to give money to my charity well as we all know, we've done lots of different um, uh, Zoom meetings and things like that. Um, we've seen uh, reporters and uh, you know experts on TV who have had to you know call in to news shows and talk shows from their own houses. And what happens? They come up, and the first thing you do is like you see them, and the second thing is like, all right. What's in their house? Like what's on their bookshelf? Ooh, let's look back <laughs> here. And, you know, because I I mean, we're all naturally curious and I don't think it's I mean, it's not like like you're invading their space because they're they're opening it up to you through the camera. But, you know, it would be very, very easy for somebody to just sort of get lost in, you know, oh, I remember reading that book in college. I wonder if this person thinks this, this. And then by that time, you've missed my pitch and my my presentation to you has not been successful because i had too much distraction whether it's books or you know dirty laundry or dishes or who knows what and so having that separation is also just a way to uh you know acknowledge that there's a background give it a pleasing look but also you know like stay focused on me because i am the one who is talking and gesturing and being the 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 center of the conversation. Excellent point,
0: excellent point.
1: And that and that's something that you as a
0: photographer would think about that um I mean, not the not the what's on the bookshelf but the idea that keeping keeping the individual in focus or you in focus helps keep the the uh the view the other side's attention focused on you as opposed yeah. to some of those other things. So, yeah. yeah. See, folks, he's a There's, professional. Jeff Carlson is just getting warmed up with some of his tips and tricks on how to look your best for Teams meetings, Skype meetings, Zoom meetings, and any other online meeting that you have. Next time, we talk about some hardware and some techniques that can help you look your best, which is obviously something that you want to do. That's next time on Mac Voices, and I hope you'll join us. Until then, and as always, I'm Chuck Joyner. Thanks for watching.